Right, we are back for episode 18 of the Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal, every week, you know, haven't, haven't missed a week yet, uh, <laughs> on the hip-hop and RB landscape. I am your host, Toffer. And I am your co-host, John. Welcome. Yeah, we're almost, at, almost at the big 2A. I feel like that will be, that'll be a bit of a, a milestone, though. Yeah, I mean, much like... Um, you know, when you're 17, you just feel like 20 is just so fucking old. You're like, oh, 20, 20, 20, mate. It's like, when, you know, for us, it's like... And then you hit 20 yeah, and you're like, 25. Fuck me. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's over the hill. And here we are. Yeah. Can confirm. Yeah. yeah. Shit's gone south. I mean, you know, our COVID birthday's coming up in a month. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, Rona, like, you know, as, as, you, as you do, you know, every three or four hours in the day, mm-hmm. you know, think about, you know, the pandemic we're in. And you know how there's like a lot of innovations, like of, you know, people are building things. So one thing I saw, right, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, I'm not going to have the information on this, but you know, in church, when they give you that little, the bread. I've seen this, know? go on, go yeah, on. And they have the dispensable, you know, bread things. Like, wow, that is a really innovative thing to do, right? Like I've always said, when it comes to marketing, you can't ask people what they need. They don't know what they need. You gotta build like you gotta build Rome and then they gotta come, right? But there are times, right, where you know they're not gonna need it and you know they're not gonna come. <laughs> so a big example of this, you know, to kick off the episode, is Bow Wow announcing his final album. Something we didn't <laughs> want. <laughs> Something we don't want. And when we receive it, we won't need it either. And on top of that, he will be making his debut. In the WWE. Bow Wow. Bow Wow. How tall is he? Let me hold you, that guy. How, how tall is he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how tall he is, but not tall enough. He's not he's not Dwayne Johnson. I'll tell I know that. <laughs> Bow Wow. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five foot six. Christ, he's definitely not five foot six. He's shorter Th- than that. He, okay, he's five three and a half, it says here. <laughs> he could be like Rey Mysterio or something. Is that five, three and a half? Wow. Yeah, yeah, he could. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I, th- I think that'd be a short-lived career in WWE for Mr. Bow Wow. I mean, it's a long fucking music career. I didn't know he's still active. I couldn't believe that shit. Like, I was re- I was really fucking surprised. Mate. Like, do you know what's the worst thing about that? The worst thing about this, because I don't need any confirmation of whether it's going to be good or not. I know it's going to be bad. But the problem is, how many people are going to feature on this album because of nostalgia? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's the problem, isn't it? Like, there's going to be all these, like, new rappers who, like, grew up listening to Bow Wow or singers and they're going to be like, oh, gosh, Bow Wow's last album. I've got to get on it. And it's just going to be, like, a clusterfuck. Like, oh, man, that's 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 the part I'm worried about. It's Yeah, it's, it's not going to be good. Do you know what it's called? Absolutely no idea. You think I watched Bow Wow's career like that? I don't know what the fuck it's called. I didn't even know he was releasing, to be honest, so... I don't think anyone knew until he tweeted it. And even then, you know, Mr. Mr. Shadmoss does talk a heap ton of shit. So who knows? <laughs> but if it does come out, you know, it's, I'm not curious to listen to it. I probably won't listen to it, but I will definitely read the reactions to that. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah, I think I'll get a lot of joy from that. Yeah. I know the audience <laughs> at home is, is, you know, kind of gagging for it. It's called Before 30. That's the name of the album. And the guy is 33 years old. So that makes sense. <laughs> didn't Adele release 25 when yeah, she like she, yeah. 20, yeah yeah you know, you know we can't shame him for that you know Adele did it Adele did it everyone loves her don't, don't they so 
Fair enough. I mean, you know, moving on. So we also have, um, you know, let's keep it to, you know, let's go to the other side of the Atlantic, you know, let's have some fun. So we have our boy Getz. So, you know, one of the, you know, grime legends of our scene, you know, people put him in a bracket, you know, with Kano and, you know, Skepta and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's dropping his highly anticipated, actually. It's quite weird. I don't know where the hype came for this, but his album, damn, the name is just blank. Conflict of Interest. Conflict of Interest, several things. Yeah. So he's dropping an album, I think, pretty soon, maybe next week or so. Yeah. So he's dropping an album soon. out. Yeah, it's kind of real soon. And obviously, he's been dropping a lot of singles. I've liked some of them. So obviously, Proud Family is a really good single. Gangman Mode, right? Those that as well. Um, and he dropped the track list for this record. And anyone who knows me, right? Anyone who knows me, like when you drop an when you drop an album, and most of the um, records are features, I get really worried. I get really worried really quickly because the first artist I think of is the game, and we will get to him. We will get we to a pin in there. But yeah, I just kind of think, okay, so it's just that it just seems like a risk. Like, okay, if the order songs are good, how much do you credit to Gets? And if all the songs are bad, and it's like, okay, why the fuck do you have so many features then? Because mm-hmm. when you have so many features, you're kind of letting the features define your album rather than yourself. There's only six songs out of yeah. 16. That is a lot. <laughs> just him. <laughs> that is a lot. Like, and he's even taken the bloody um, My Family package and on um, Pastor Lou and Back Row G or the song yeah. I've heard it mm-hmm. and I can't say I love it and that's a big combo right now and I can't I can't say I love it so I don't I know the biggest the biggest worry for me is the Ed Sheeran track holy shit yes I don't know where 10, that came 000, from 10,000 <laughs> Tears it's called um, and it just it sounds like Guess is gonna sing <laughs> And it's, six, it's 16 shit. tracks right you said mm. you know six of them do not have features the rest do there are a lot of songs with double or even triple features on them yeah you know uh ed sheeran's kind of fresh off his what was it number six collaborations project where he just oh, had yeah. a bunch of artists on there like yeah, which is like fair. M- it's called collaboration so uh, yeah I know. that is fair I wasn't a fan that's there. fair but you I'm can't have saying... an album called Collaborations and it's just you just solo. Like, that no, no, really but sense. I just didn't. Well, yeah, I didn't enjoy yeah. it. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what to expect from this, to be honest. Yeah, the I'm, kind of, I'm worried. The the artwork for it as well suggests, you know, nothing too Some serious. Sort of no, you don't well. think so. He's smiling on there. It's a cheeky smile. No. Yeah, but I think it's kind of like um, the good, bad, and ugly kind of. I feel like it's like the split personalities of him. I think yeah. that's the way I see it. Like, if you see the Skangman mode video, right? So it's obviously him and Stormzy is like mm. a Sin City yes thing, and then obviously the first verse is like gets, and the second verse is Stormzy. But then he calls the third verse like he he basically calls himself Ghetto in the third verse. So I think he's kind of because his his name used to be Ghetto back in the day. Mm. So I think he's kind of like having that, you know kind of like alter ego kind of thing where he was kind of rapping like like he was like 10 years ago so, so I think that's what it I don't know I, I'm honestly guessing but I think I think it's more like a split personality thing and kind of like maybe trying to give up his old life for this kind of new life where he's got kids now and stuff like that I'm not sure but we'll, we'll see. see we'll see <laughs> yeah it'll be out soon um, mm. in other news we uh, we have one of one of the shows I feel like as a show you know as we go episodes on People kind of mm. get us. They know who our favourites are, who who our kind of <laughs> yeah. scapegoats are, who we like to <laughs> shade every episode. One of, one of our regulars, thank you, thanks to Tops, is uh is her. 
Oh, my favorite. And she's <laughs> she's been in the she's been in the news in the last few weeks. Um, hit with a big copyright lawsuit. Oh, um, go on, give the numbers. Give the numbers. Three million dollars. Three three million. Videos. <laughs> to start off, have not... you heard? Have yeah, you no. heard the the you know the alleged original song? Yes, I have. So have... let's just mm-hmm. give some context. So basically, so her is getting sued for copyright infringement for three million US dollars um, over the song Focus, mm-hmm. which was on her. I was going to say first album, it's not a fucking album, is it? It's, not. it's just her first fix tape. Um, so yeah, I've heard the song. I think it's literally just some, it's literally some random ass guy who just kind of like created a piano arrangement. Incredible piano um, arrangement. No, credit, crazy, crazy. But the worst part is like, okay, p- artists get, you know, filed lawsuits against all the time. Mm-hmm. The worst part, like, you, you, you know when it's like, it's like a Scooby-Doo moment. Like, you would have got away if it wasn't for these meddling kids. But you never expect the meddling kids to be in your own fucking team. Like, so there's an IG live, right? <laughs> it's like 40-odd people. But someone had the vision. Like, someone, like, that one little cunt in the IG live just had the vision, right? He screen records the whole thing. And he basically says, yeah, so I heard this. He literally admits to kind of stealing the, the melody. He's like, yeah, uh, I heard it. On, it was really good. And I just kind of made it slower. And he's literally just saying, yeah, this is directly influenced by this. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Like you, like, <laughs> like you, you're fucked. For like, and three million, like, that's not that changed. Her, that's not changed. That's, that, that that might be her entire net worth, mate. Like that is yeah. that is serious. Obviously, maybe the label pays for it. You know, whatever. But whew, I mean, mm-hmm. that's gonna delay that album coming out. That we've yeah. been waiting for for like five years. <laughs> let's let's name the guy though. Give him some props, Andre Sims. Um, but yeah, the guy's has like <laughs> three thousand subscribers on YouTube. So you know, it's it's not big time so he yeah. can i guess yeah listen to the two tracks next to each other though like he's written this incredible like piano piece mm. and they they've taken it and they've literally just made it into kind of like a harp sequence right yes yeah and the funny thing Which is, is there's cool, even a video of so... him playing the piano and someone playing the harp to it and it's just like <sighs> have they even i don't i don't know whether that's yeah. come out after <laughs> the song but but yeah i mean there's no other color of that hand than crimson red, my friend. Like, like yeah, like that's the thing. There's no way you can even try like finesse yeah. it. Like, on top of him, like literally admitting it on IG Live, mm-hmm. just admit, like not like he did. That's the thing. I feel like he was kind of bullshitting himself, saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I changed it, made it a bit slower, but it sounds he didn't very it. yeah." He didn't he change. So I was like, like, yeah, literally, like you, you, you might as well have sampled it, mate. Like it's like an illegal sample. Like you didn't really manipulate that too much. Like you mm. literally made it maybe a couple paces slower. That's it. Like it sounds like yeah. pretty much just pulled from the YouTube file. So yeah, yeah. like and obviously, if you're you know yeah. you're a big artist, a lot of your mm. kind of production a lot of the instrumentals don't really you can't really have control over it it's a bit like an athlete right you kind of rely on yeah. your you rely on your nutritionists and often, often when things go wrong uh, they aren't aware of approach. it yes. mm-hmm. but no but I'm, what i'm saying here is that once you found out that such and such has gone wrong as a big artist you know it's yeah. really up to you to to pay out um i think she's got to pay it man there's yeah. th- there's no way you're getting out of that there's no, the thing is, fight, even paying the lawyers, there's not even a, like, you're going to lose. Like, you know, like, like it's like, it's like, um, it's it's not like the, the Greek mythology that, you know, who's that guy who went against the Minotaur 
and he won. It's not going to end like that. Like, you're going to lose and you're not getting out of the cave. Like, just pay it up. Don't don't even enter the, the um, labyrinth. Just leave it. Like, just leave it. It's not happening, mate. Like, oh, leave it, yeah. yeah. And give us, give us an album. Give us a studio album. Oh, she can't pay for it now. She's in debt. <laughs> <laughs> she's in debt. She, she, can't, she can't get no album out. Oh, she's, she's three million in the red, mate. She needs to save up. <laughs> Maybe she can put an album out in like 2023. <laughs> Potentially. Um, oh, I, need to, I need to talk to you, Toppy, about, about uh, a rapper from Compton. Okay. Oh, yes. We He's... referred to him earlier, the, the game. So the give, game. Us, give us Compton. Give 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 the, the viewers the listeners. Content, so, so Mr. We'll Game was um, he was inebriated, a bit intoxicated, uh, a bit, a bit intoxicated, and uh, as he does, said that he is the best rapper to come out of Compton. Um, and that's, did you watch the the video where I, he? I saw a small yeah. clip. I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> he said he's feeling very rosecrans tonight. So oh, if anyone uh, disagrees with him. I was like, it's like, just, just the ego at just on full display. It's like Absolutely. fucking hell, mate. Yeah. Like, do you know, you know, at first, yeah, like at first, I was like, well, oh, that's a bold statement. And then you go, then if you if you kind of look back, right, when you think about it, so he's saying he's the best rapper in Compton. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. If you think about it active rappers right now yep you got the game even though he's he was meant to retire yeah whatever got the game you got kendrick yeah you got roddy rich those yeah. are the three Vince names. staples okay Vince staples cool yeah. you want to add in there he hasn't dropped an album like 100 years but two years he, he three years two. now just three <laughs> and even then was that reading an album but whatever so <sighs> cool so you got <clears throat> you got them three yeah so that's not a big pool of rappers. If you say if if he says better than Vince Staples, maybe I'll give you that. Roddy Rich is not known to be a lyricist, so it's literally saying okay, he's better than Kendrick Lamar. And I thought okay, that's not really that bold of a statement. That's like me saying oh, I'm a better footballer than I'm the best footballer on my street. You know, it's like how big's your street, mate? Like you know what I mean, if it's just me and my little brother, then like that's, that's not really a big statement to make. But then again, let's let's be serious. We're talking about you know one of the biggest artists in the mm-hmm. game right now and to me it just kind of felt like uh like what i get it from the ego of a rapper i do get it but i think he said it because he knows kendrick's just not one of those guys like kendrick's not gonna waste his time with we've seen it with lupe like, fiasco like he's not he's not gonna engage yeah and to honest like even on um i mean the game is someone that kendrick Mark looked up to he referenced mm-hmm. him and you know black boy fly like He's a big, massive influence to somebody's song, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he he cares enough to like you know shit on one of these um I don't know childhood stars. I don't know. It's just really weird. Like I, you know, what it is sometimes when I hear some of these things, I'm like, what was the context? Like, how did the conversation you were having prior lead to this? Like, why is this like a debate? Like, we're not talking about the best rapper in the West or the best rapper across America. We're talking about in concert, like a very okay, specific. And- <laughs> yeah <laughs> very specific like it was like he felt like he got baited there mate but whatever and it felt like he knew he got baited and then he just had to kind of like he, he wanted to just roll with it so he's like fuck it i'm just gonna keep going with this like i think he knows he's not better than kendrick but whatever it sounds nice i don't, I don't think do he does know i don't i don't think he does know i think he fully believes it um 
I mean, obviously he's he's wrong, but I think he fully believes that. Um, and you know, I mean, they, they've the collabed before. Know. They they know they each have. other well. They do. That's the thing. Like, and one of the best songs on his documentary too yeah. was Kendrick's song. Yeah. So I mean, that tells you everything you need to know, isn't it? Like, yeah. don't really know what's going on there. Like, and Kendrick's one of those guys. Like, he just say something really profound. Like, you know, he'd be like, "Oh, with the, with the, with the artist ego, you know, we just have to, you know, have to learn where, you know, learn to love one another, you know, and then we grow from these streets." <laughs> you know, he say something like that. Something <laughs> so real really low key, yeah. and slow, <laughs> yeah. and just like, mm, low key. yeah, and you look around, you just be thinking about, yeah, you're like, mm, mm. and that's it. He would just leave it. He won't, <laughs> he won't ever put it on. And then he'll go on a song and he'll just be indirecting all these people. Like, who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> He's literally one of those guys. Like, yeah, so, and yeah, nothing's going to come for that. I just thought it was really random. I, I don't know. I feel like he got baited. It was, we didn't see the question that was asked to him, but I just feel like he got baited into that moment. Like, whoever the interview was is probably pretty smart. I don't know. I don't it's know. funny it's anyway. We'll enjoy it. It is, it, is very, it is very funny. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, also... Again, flipping back to you, we're just go back and forth because we can do that at the Vinyl Collective. You got that right. We can. Anyways, so we have AJ Tracy and Digger D bringing it back. So this is West London's finest, you know, on full display. Um, so what did you think of the track first and foremost? Um, I'll start out by saying that I don't, you know, just to anticipate the criticism. I don't. <laughs> I don't listen to these guys that often. This isn't kind of my specific genre, but. Um, I feel like there's a good a good kind of mix up of like flows of rapping flows. So I know Diggity's first verse was very monotone and kind of staccato, yeah. and then he kind of switched up in the later verses. Mm. There were like seven or eight verses in this song. It yeah. went on. Um, yeah. yeah, it 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 was alright. It was alright. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know some people love it. A lot of football <laughs> references. A lot of football yeah. references. Um, yeah. I love the line. I locked up the food like Boris, and then let, I let it go like Rashford. Strong. <laughs> that was a good line. Strong. But you know, just <laughs> just to you know highlight the snob and John is covered out with the what? display right now. He's like, yeah, it's all right. Like you know, it's not my it's not it's not my flavor. Like, I don't really like mustard. You know, I prefer just you know grey poupon. You know, like you know, it's not regular I'm, mustard. I'm being like, honest. You know, I'm being honest. This isn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I but no, I, I appreciated the the kind of wordplay and stuff from Diggity. Definitely, yeah, no, appreciate sure. that a lot. No, mm. no I mean, Diggity is definitely one of the more exciting youngsters coming up now. Obviously, he's. I mean, I think it's very impressive he's able to do what he's doing, given how much he's censored by the by the Absolutely. police. Absolutely, yeah. you can say. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, but in terms of so obviously, when I saw the trailer for the song, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like you know, I love AJ Tracy. You know, like mm. I think he's a really good artist. I was like, "Oh, you know, Diggity, like exciting up and come out." I thought this is gonna be like a banger like oh my gosh like it's gonna be like old school AJ Tracy with like Digadini's prime but it just ended up being all right like you know what I mean and the problem I don't think it's even Digadini I think it's more AJ Tracy just kind of I won't say he was phoning it in but I feel like he was bringing back the old school flow but he wasn't bringing back the old school rhymes so when I heard it, I was like okay yeah it's cool it's exciting like it sounds very energetic but yeah I don't know like I, I, I thought I would Sorry, I thought I'd leave it thinking, yeah, oh, I can't wait for like a joint record or something like that. You know, we always get that feeling when mm-hmm. two people collab, like, oh, I want a joint record. But I didn't get that feeling. I just thought, oh, it's, it's a nice little West London moment. And that was really yeah. good. Do you, do you feel like their kind of like lyrics and talking points matched? 
Not really. That's the thing. I don't think... I know they were doing the whole pass back and forth, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was kept... Obviously, it's Corona, so... Yeah, that's probably, understand, yeah. Understandable. But I don't think there was, like, a chemistry, like, oh, you're talking about this, and I'm going to pick up where you left off, and I'm going to talk about that. And, like, there wasn't that chemistry there. And I get it's hard to recreate that when you're not in the room and you're just, you're mm-hmm. just feeling that energy. So that's fair. But... um. But then that's saying a lot of people aren't doing collabs. A lot of people just dropping deluxe yeah. albums these days. That said, <laughs> that said at the Vinyl Collective, we're not here in person, but yet, you know, tangible yeah. energy through the mics. Yeah, the chemistry is always there. I mean, come on, I mean, back we're, and forth. we're professionals, John. Come on, yeah. like, you know, we've got, we've got to give these guys a chance. But, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> in other news, in other news. So um, this today, I think it's today, actually, or it might have been yesterday. It was yesterday marks the 17th anniversary of Kanye West's first record, College Dropout. Not much to say about this. Great record. Most people have heard, like, probably half the album in the fucking club anyways. But, yeah, I mean... Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> where does this... A quick kind of question for you. Where does this rank in Ye's discography? Ooh, that is a good question. I would put it... Because I feel like from... While you're thinking, I feel yeah. like from, from all the articles, you know, the kind of, like, classic Pitchfork... Mm-hmm. NME, etc., etc. They all kind of have mm-hmm. a list that seems to be an opinion that seems to be held by all of them. A specific kind of ranking. I don't really follow their um, rankings, but um, I would say just off the top of my head, but I think this is pretty accurate. I'll say probably. I will not include in like the joint album with Cuddy, right? No, but that'd be pretty high up. Okay, cool. Just um, sing, so, just him. My beautiful dark versus fantasy. Yeah. Late registration. I put it third. I put it third. Late registration gets number two for me. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I think everyone knows College Dropout is great, and they're all classics. That's the thing. Kanye West is just like a. It's like a. It's, it's, you know, when you go do the pick and mix at the shops. Yeah. Like you just any combinations of albums, they're probably going to be classics with him. But um, College Dropout, it's just some of the songs are just very mid two thousands. That's fair enough, yeah. you know. Like, but I think late registration, the. It was just way more potent for me, and it's long. It's a long yeah, fucking album, but it it's is. so yeah. good. Like I feel like this. I feel like the songs just have a stronger like message behind them. Mm. Really, like and things. College Dropout was good. It was a breath of fresh air. That's why it's. They're all classics. I like all of them, but I think Late Registration as an adult, I appreciate that one way more. And obviously, my beautiful last Fantasy, fantasy. You know, no brainer for that one. A, a classic. No brainer. Yeah, a classic for those people at home. That's a like. I think the other two are maybe like nine, nine and a half. That one's like damn near straight ten. So you know, yeah. so we're dealing with like one A, one Bs here. To be honest, absolutely. Um, another one, you know, since we're talking, you know, today's topic is going to be about you know Valentine's and love and all that good stuff. There, um, another love, interesting love triangle in the <laughs> not in the, in the Fugees um, and their you know historic, classic, monumental record. The score, everyone knows it. Everyone you know, does. Not, and if you don't know it, you can just go check out Fredo's new album. So <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So their second album, the score, turns twenty-five um, on the thirteenth. So two days after this comes out, um, we were gonna do a review of this, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, this, this kind of fell out of the plan. But you know, just initial thoughts. Like this is obviously like a a massive moment in hip hop for not mm-hmm. only themselves but for the for the scene as a whole. So what, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, of the record amazing. I think I've said it before. Like this was probably the first CD I owned. Yes, yeah, told me that. Yeah, yeah. my 
shout out to my brother. He's he's not listening, but shout out to my brother. <laughs> he um he yeah, I think he was throwing out some CDs, probably moving out of the house or something. Um, and yeah, this is one of the CDs that you know it was kind of cracked on the front. I was like, oh, what's this? The score? Who are the Fugees? Um, yeah. Picked it up. Still got it. Great, great, great album. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Lauren yeah, Hill speaks for herself, rinse. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think mean, this was really the the Lauren Hill kind of breakthrough. Yeah, like obviously, um, you had you had Blunted on Reality, and it's like it was all right. Like, because from listening to um, kind of like ha- how her career has been documented, Wyclef was running a lot of the rhymes for her at the time, mm-hmm. and she also bringing a lot of the singing element to do to the album. So that's why it kind of sounds a bit unclean. The finish and they're rapping a lot faster. I mean, I think. I think it was um, Salam Remy who told him to slow shit down. He said, slow shit down. Like, you know, just take it easy. Like, I think he did like a remix to one of the songs on Blunted and everyone mm. really liked it. And, that, and they almost got dropped from the label. So they gave him one more chance with this album. That was literally it. Like, one more chance. And they just kind of put it all out there. And obviously we get what we get. And yeah, like, I have my fair share of criticism for Lauren Hill. I really do. You I do. really do. But you don't hold back. Man, this record, this record is... This is Lauren Hill. I personally think, and like we did the poll, like, I think like a month and a half ago or so, and I said, what era? I, I think I did it on my own Twitter, where I said, what era is prime mm-hmm. Lauren Hill? And a lot of people said it was miseducation. But I just kind of baited the fans into that because I know fans don't listen to the score. Like, I know they don't. I know all this is fucking miseducation. So I knew that was going to win from the start. I just wanted to know how many people actually listened to the score. And there wasn't that many people because I feel like if you have listened to the score, there's no way you're taking... Bloody Fuji La, ready or not. Um, I can't remember the other one, the bait one. I can't remember the name for it. What, from this album? Killing Me Softly. Fucking hell, Killing Me Softly. There's no way you look at that and you don't think this is like one of the best people in hip hop and RB right now. Like, don't know, Miseducation is good, but I feel like this is, I don't know, I feel like this is different. Like, even the way she's rhyming on um, Ready or Not, that, that um, second verse, it was. Crazy, it's immense. Like it's it's pretty insane. Like, yeah, I, and she's doing that on Miseducation. But I think this is like wow. Like I can't believe how like seamless the singing and rapping is. And I don't think anyone's ever been able to kind of re- recreate that, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so, yeah. People at home can't together. see, but I'm moving along because I'm like listening yeah, to the song yeah, in my yeah. head. <laughs> John's just doing a lot of like word, word, word. Like he just agrees. Like yeah, I'm fully feeling there. But yeah, the, like that, the project's it, long as well. But I don't care. Yeah. Like there are yeah. so many excellent tracks on this. Like few, when a long you know, album is good, it usually ends up being a classic because it can keep someone's attention for that long. Hour so, seventeen. So, yeah. Gosh, not fucking album, man. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it doesn't really miss. Like, it's 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 really good. It's yeah. really good, and it's a shame that you know that ended up being their final album because of you know her and Wycliffe kind of yeah. getting tied together, and she dating one of the Marleys, and mm. and then Praz, pregnant. Praz was yeah. like focusing on acting and stuff, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, it just kind of fell apart. Like you, you do kind of wonder what could have been because I'm not I'm not saying they would have made like another five sick albums. No. That it just seemed like they. They just found their stride. Like, yeah. they just found it. And then, boom. That's often the way, though, isn't it? Down. Like, with some of the great yeah. albums, there's just one of them. And you just have to yeah, appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. 25 years. Damn. 25 years. Like, the thing is, no one's going to talk about it because it's not miseducation, but this would definitely get its just dues when the date comes. Like, maybe we'll do, like, some sort of thing on our on our channel. But 
yeah, this is a it's a it's a big moment. Like you know, people have sampled this album hundreds of times. You know, all the greats. You know, Jay Z and stuff like that. Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of you know, everyone still kind of refers to to this one. I know, I know probably miseducation is probably hard to sample just in general because of legal stuff. But yeah, like yeah, this is yeah, this is a it's a pretty. I remember just growing up when I was younger and all I heard was Killing Your Softy on the CP because back I used to watch. I used to watch movie channels, not movie, music, TV channels, way more than I used to do like regular TV. So like Channel U, MTV, like I would watch that all day. Like, you know, to the point where they were replaying the song. Yeah, the yeah, song. yeah. Like, oh, like, I was proper, yeah. I was a massive fan of that. And Killing Me Softly was one of those songs when I was like really young that came on all the time. Like I remember just loving the music video. That's one of the one, mm. that's the one where they were at the cinema, right? Something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, pro- yeah. The, mm. That's like literally like, you know, um, era defining shit there, and not many people, even if they have classics, not many people are literally defining the era. Yeah. And I feel like they did that here, so yeah, yeah. Shout out to them, man. Shout out Sister Act as well. Oh yeah, shout out Sister Act. Which one? One or two? Go on. Let's, the fans want to know. I feel like, I feel like the original, <laughs> right? No, that's the wrong answer. John is not. I've, I haven't watched them in ages. The oh, Sister Act Two is the best Sister Act. Which is Lauren Hill then? I think she's. A- She's number two. Is she number two? I think she was. She's number two. All right. Well, there we go. Shouted it out and didn't even know what I was talking about. Typical. Typical guy. So you kind of like the guests we bring on the show, John. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to close it right there. Um, we're going to bring our guest on and then we'll be right back. Before we do that, though, we're going to quickly talk about our Spotlight series. Oh, my gosh. We almost... Fuck. It's been a long this one. Is, this we is why we're a duo. Because Topo forget something. John reminds him. Yeah. So, and yeah, then, this yeah. week... We had, <laughs> we had we had George, George. Yeah. the uh, singer, rapper, songwriter extraordinaire. So what, what do you does think? It all, guy, does it all? Does it all? Um, I'm gonna be honest. The first time Topo told me about about George, I was it was snowing. I'd been out for a walk. People that know me know that I love a bit of folk music. I love a bit. Of, I love a bit of in, indie pop now and then. Um, I'd been on a walk. I'd been listening to Bon Iver. And I wasn't ready for this. So I went back the next day, listened to the album again, um, and discovered that Topi was in fact right. Um, yeah, great. That's how it usually goes. Great, great project, <laughs> almost an adult. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's cool to to see him like tackle the ideas of like vulnerability, right? As like a man, yeah. that's that's often difficult to do. You know, it's either kind of like, there's scorn for doing that or you know it's not received in in maybe the most positive light but but yeah i think he does it well um a lot of a lot of great songs on here um yeah that kind of look at like different kind of emotions and stuff that are going on in that like transition to yeah adulthood yeah Yeah. um what about you are there any particular songs that, that stuck out um the intro was really fucking sick. That mm. instrumental was that was a good way to kick it off. Like, yeah, I, I was really impressed by that because I've kind of been very vocal about UK producers and how a lot of them are in the gutter. But um, yeah, no, he he kicked it off really. <laughs> Sorry, it's just I'm just being honest. But um, yeah, he was he started off really well. Um, obviously, patterned. That's such that was like the last song he made for the album. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, I think it's like he was just they completed the album. He just kind of made it and it just kind of one thing led to another and then yeah that song is really that's like probably my, my highlight um joint is i think with him like because he i i've listened to some of his songs like way before we 
done the spotlight. So Glide was obviously probably his biggest song. And I thought it was really cool. Like, oh, you know, like summary, you know, chill. But then I didn't expect him to kind of explore so many like social themes as much as he did in this one. I thought it'd be more of that. And he kind of, he kind of like left that behind. Like, no, it's like he wanted to portray himself as a serious artist in this one. So songs like Halo as well. And he's very, he's very much um, conscious idea of putting his friends on. He's always talking about putting these guys on and bringing money back to the fam and, you know, stuff like that. And also being honest about the past he's kind of come from, like, you know, um, you, you know, used to, you know, do stuff and now he's like, you know, making money legally and stuff like that. No, I think, I think it's good. I think he's wordplay as well. He's very, the way he does his wordplay is very understated. So it's like, he'll say something and it's not like he says it in a way where he's intending for you to catch it. I feel like he's just saying it. So maybe that's something that he can kind of look more to do in the future where it's like, you know, like it's good to have hotlines, but there's not, you know, not many people are listening to music as um, as intently as, as we are, Jonathan. So like in terms of maybe, you know, including like a beat break so you, people can catch that line. I think people mm-hmm. appreciate it more that way. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's really good. I think for a debut record, it's not bad. It's, it's concise, it's to the point. I don't think it gets boring throughout the whole thing. Obviously, it's not like Amaru, we're just talking about George. But um, yeah. yeah, like even the songs like Glad, it's like, oh, I used to bag up a Benz. Now I just go to bag with my friends. Like, I like stuff like that. Just, like, nice, just little, nice little way. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? He, I, mean he, I think he ties that in where it's like, it's kind of funny, but he's talking about something serious. Like, oh, you know, I, like he's spoken many times, even on his latest record about him, you know, sending drugs, but he doesn't, we, he, there's no like, grimy instrumental behind it where he has to let you know the backstory and him ducking from the ops like he just kind of just says it like okay yeah this mm. happened but you know moving on now and for me it kind of reminds me and I and I know you didn't like this comparison when I said it I'm still going to say it. I think just in terms of his perspective on his like his social outlook it does remind me a lot of um, J. Cole in that sense where he's kind of coming across as a regular guy who's just trying to make it and I think mm-hmm. Obviously, J. Cole never sold drugs from young, what we know. A young Simba, kind of gives that maybe. Yeah, no, you know it is. <laughs> Stop it. That's not funny. But it, it's kind of, it does give me more of um the come up, like mixtape J. Cole, not album J. Cole. Definitely gives me like mm-hmm. mixtape J. Cole, where it's like, yeah, where I grew up from, obviously came from Croydon. We all know what that's like. But I like, kind of, you know, grew up in Croydon. He's, you know, you, you, you're made very aware of the consequences of that, but he's still just trying to be like a regular guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, and the fact that he kind of produces it as well, like it, it, you definitely get more props. Um, Absolutely, for that especially when the beats journey. are that good. Yeah, the, the beats they don't they don't sound cheap. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, more props to him. Honestly, I think more people should check him out. Um, we've had, we've read quite a few like these like London artists. Like, so we've got like a Neil, we've got George. Like yeah, I think there's there's a there's a one thing I really like about the streaming era is that it's kind of um, allowed there to be an underground scene in the UK. So it's like not everyone you know has to be someone who's like charting, and I feel like that's the beauty of artists like mm. this, where maybe they wouldn't have gotten as many props if streaming didn't exist. And it's all kind of it's accessible if you put in the effort. You can find them as well, just on yeah. you know Spotify does it all, doesn't it? The little kind of discovery yeah, playlist, and you're onto a winner with Emil or whoever we've kind of come across. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what, you know do you know what banging playlist that does that the Spotlight series? That that's true. Tell me about it. That's us. Every, yeah, yeah that is us it's it's updated every week so we do have our three songs from George so we have Black and Ready which is a fantastic song obviously him talking about 
um, some of the social issues that black people have been facing. It yep. came out last summer. Really, really good song. Really kind of a powerful video. I hate the word powerful, but it is true. It's quite a powerful video. So um, powerful video. Definitely check it out. Um, so our three songs was um, Black and Ready, Patterned, and there was one more. There was one more. It's leaving my head now. I've lost it. But what is it? Lost it. I have lost it. Is it? Can't be haters. Is it Halos? It, say it again. Patterns, black, black and, ready. and ready. I think Halos. Was it yes. Glide? It was Glide. It was Glide. It was glide. I don't think we included it, but it is Glide. Because Glide is an older song. Yeah. Glide is a good song. If any of those three songs, you'll definitely like Glide. Like Glide is like, you can't, you can't dislike it. It's such a, that's, that um, sample is so beautiful as well. Like that is a really fucking good sample. So yeah, shout out to him. Like, I feel like even if he just kind of, He's one of those guys who can kind of develop his career as a producer or a rapper. I feel like he can go either way at this point. Like, I don't think he's way better at one or the other, which kind of reminds me of Nux. But I think Nux is definitely a better rapper. Nux is a better rapper. Nux, yes. Nux is a better rapper than producer. But I feel like Jaws is kind of on equal footing right now. So interesting to see where he goes, actually. Definitely. But yeah. Yeah. We are yeah. going to take a short inter- interlude before we... Uh, interlude. Yeah. Before we introduce we our guest. See you in a bit. Right, we're back, and we're joined by a special guest. You know, some of you may some of you may know him. You know, he's been he's been doing this thing for a couple of years. You know, um, it's part of the titled Untitled podcast. It's got a title. <laughs> I like that. No one's ever done that before. You know, I like I do I do like that. Yeah, no, that's good. What can I say? But um, yeah, we got we got Junior from the Untitled podcast, and you know, he's it's a general podcast. You know, pretty much two working lads. You know, talking about you know social issues, life in general. And just just to kick off before you know before I let Junior speak, I identify with Ricky. Like and there's sometimes <laughs> there's times where he says stuff like, especially when he's like he has like the tweets and stuff like that, right? And everyone thinks it's not funny. I'm like, no, he was actually that was actually very funny. Like you don't need to give me his credit. Like what's going on there, Junior? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Just just I say this to him all the time. Just sometimes the way his mind works, like I'm just I can't I can't I can't follow it. But um, but no, nah, Derek's my guy, man. Nah, he's a, he's a good guy, a proper funny lad. Like, uh, he's proper like. Uh, Sick and easy doing a podcast with him, but yeah, yeah, no, 100%. No, I feel like because I feel like me and him kind of like take the similar role where it's like I feel like John tries to add like the good guy between <laughs> the, the villain, two, yeah, absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? he tries to add like the I've rational, been working hard yeah. on that. People think it's, it's it's hard work. I'm trying to like curate this image, maintain of, the like, image, yeah, top A being this, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like Junior does the same thing where it's like you might even agree but it's like you know what like i'm gonna let him take the fall for this because why not <laughs> you know what I mean? that's that's what podcasting is about right opposite views yeah no 100% 100% <laughs> no i think before we kind of get into it because obviously um like the whole theme of the episode is like vandalism and whatnot i want to kind of like talk quickly about you know I, I think for me it was quite surprising because from knowing you you're, you're quite like you know chill quite reserved guy you don't really you know put yourself out there like that so when you kind of came up a podcast i was like oh raw like Junior has a podcast. So, what made you kind of want to get into like podcasting? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. It's funny you say that because even before I got into it, I would have never like imagined myself like doing a podcast, hosting a podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, just um, one day, um, Derek Ricky must have hit me up and just been like, "Yo, like need a, need a guest for the episode. Um, like, would you be willing to jump on?" I just thought, yeah, mm-hmm. like, why not? Like, obviously, like you said, like I'm quite myself mm-hmm. to myself, but. Like I can I can speak well, like I have opinions, so I just thought, yeah, why not help him out? Mm. Um, and then yeah, I just he just kept asking me to come, and then eventually he was like, yo, like, do, like, do you want to be be a host? Do you want to do this do this full time? And I thought, yeah, but 
why, why not? Like I'm doing it with, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing it with Ricky, who's like I've known him since we were in like year three, um, and mm. cameraman C and cameraman T as well, who like kind of do mm. like the behind the scenes stuff. Again, known them since year three, so it's like I'm yeah. actually just coming every other week having a conversation with my friends with, mm. and just recording it. So I'm just thinking, yeah, definitely, I'd, I'd definitely be up for that. And yeah, man, it's, it's um, we're growing and it's, it's come a long way, I guess. So yeah, happy with it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that seems always the best way to do it. I think we always go on about how like it's just about having a conversation, like we used to do it on the phone. So like, why not? Yeah, why not actually yeah. make some content? No. Um, at the beginning of each episode, you guys have a little disclaimer, don't you? Like, you know, <laughs> this is <laughs> you're just kind of putting out there, like, don't get offended. That's a, um, yeah, that's maybe that something that written. you've. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah 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 but no definitely even um even in, in you guys's podcast like i can definitely tell that like, some of the conversations you you have are conversations you would have had before you even started about thinking having a podcast you know just general music yeah. discussions and stuff and stuff like that so yeah, yeah like like you said it's, it's the best way to do it man most organic 100 like there, there was no way in a million years I would have thought because I, not that I looked down on podcasts but you know a lot of podcasts kind of follow like the generic pattern yeah. it's like oh man I don't, I don't want to touch that mate like that's not that's yeah. not really me but I mean yeah literally just got to a point where it's just like mate like you know sometimes like I'm busy fam I can't message you I can't reply back to John about his deep music opinion about something mm. I'm like bam I'm out like do you know what I mean yeah. I can't bother it's like I know literally that's literally how it happened as well. I was like let's just let's just make it into mm. a podcast mate honestly no, that's it. but yeah that's it. for me it was the Leanne Le Havre Hav- Hav- album he talked he talked probably non-stop for like 40 minutes what, what album oh, yeah. I just like I, um, uh, Leanne Le Havre Hav- ah okay 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 yeah, yeah. I couldn't get a word in Edwards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. But yeah, no, we brought we brought Junior in today because you know, aside for him having your know, very well thought out opinions on your title podcast, he's also quite a big R and B fan, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I think I can't even remember where I heard that, but it was just something in the back of my head when I was kind of thinking about, about this episode. I was like, yeah, I know Junior. I don't I don't know where I found that, but no, we said it. Know, we, I did I did I did say it on, on an episode. I think um you spoke mm. you're speaking about. I think there was like a preacher reach like for one of our segments. We were like, okay, yeah. Oh, which is better, rap and R and B? And Ricky said rap. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm R and B. I'm deaf R and B. Wait, so wait, why is R- actually that's interesting. Why why, why is R and B better? Uh, do you know what? Like, so I'm right, gonna go back when I was when I was younger. I didn't mm. really listen to like a whole lot of music. Like honestly speaking, okay. mm. um, but anytime I did listen to music, I always found myself drawn to like R and B songs. Like I don't know, maybe it was something to do with like the melodies or just mm. just the way it sounded was was like, more appealing to me than mm-hmm. in any other mm-hmm. genre of music. So naturally when like i started properly like getting into music and listening to music i was just i was just drawn to r&b more like it was just it's just my go-to i'm feeling sad r&b i'm feeling happy r&b <laughs> i'm i'm in my car r&b um so, so all yeah. our bench press what's going on what's that <laughs> what <are> you doing? <laughs> you're doing like a bench press in the gym like oh uh, no nah, okay gym. okay gym no but do you know what do you know what okay i'm secretly admit like mate if there's like Ooh. an upbeat r&b song that comes on like my shuffle while i'm okay, in the gym fair, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it on i'm i'm not skipping it for some banger no way no way yeah, yeah. Not, not benching to shoddy i do no 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 but um, don't get me wrong i still like listen to like a lot of like rap and you know different yeah. types of music as well. mm. yeah what what kind of era like what kind of years were was that when you said you kind of started really getting into r&b boy um just trying to like picture what what kind of year we're talking 
start of uni maybe like six one time so like oh, okay. 20 2013 mm. 2014 like i'm not like a music historian or anything mm. like obviously i've like done done some due diligence and yeah. gone back and stuff but yeah no literally like, i'd really say i got into properly got into music like 13 14 that kind of year. Mm. Yeah. yeah cool so all right so let's let's <laughs> let's pull it all the way back so obviously by the time this episode comes out it'll be you know close around valentine's day if not valentine's day by the time you hear us you know if you're one of the late listeners so um oh where to start where to start so i think yeah first first and foremost i guess when it when it comes to valentine's and um what yeah what generally what is your thought around like valentine's is it something that you're a big fan of it's like yeah what, what, where do you stand with it um all right i've got to preface this by saying because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause I'm, I'm about to sound like a like a valentine's day scrooge here and i'm not honestly i, prom- okay. I promise you guys okay. i'm not um I, i'll preface it by saying i think valentine's day the concept of it is is really good like mm. it's great like i, I think it's very like, sweet and cute that there's a day to celebrate love and celebrate mm. like your other half however <laughs> um <laughs> i do my problem with it is how like it's just become a bit skewed in the sense that there's almost this automatic expectation that the guy has to absolutely do the most every single yeah. valentine's day um and it's perpetuated by social media a lot of it is perpetuated by social media um, yeah. So like, yeah, so a guy may not be in a great financial position to, you know, do something on that day, but because for the past three Valentine's Day, there's been pictures of people going to <laughs> yeah. Paris, do you know what I mean? Um, going to like one tropical exotic beach, like that guy now feels he has to do the same or his, his girl's going to mm. look at him one kind of way. And I, I don't think that's really fair that that's all on the guy because it's Valentine's Day, it's the day for love, right? And love is yeah. both sides, not just, not just the guy, whoops. So um so yeah I don't I don't really like how social media has uh, not just social media but just in general it's just kind of become skewed and more like consumer um mm. but yeah like, mm. like like I said I do th- I do like the concept of the day I do think it's a nice day and yeah what I said doesn't really, mm. doesn't apply to it. I mean you're nicer than me fam I I was never raised with any sort of shame whatsoever <laughs> like that's the thing like with me like that's the thing you can't you can never finesse me into like spending money I don't have on a day that I don't care about yeah. like I don't give a single like actually let me not say that either. like look, I'm not gonna say I don't give a single shit I was gonna I was gonna go bad but like it's it's one of those days literally maybe up until 2018 I just never celebrated mm. not once not a single time like I don't care like and yeah I just I just thought the whole, especially at uni I just thought the whole concept of like spending bears zeros on behind a woman like it's just wild and I, I remember there was this one joke in it like oh, I can't even say it was from but like there was one joke when a guy said oh like how am I taking girls out when she's going to like man of accommodation not even getting offered juice so it's like, and I, and he, and I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> that stuck with me so much. Like, when I heard, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, he was just like a visionary. I was like, I can't do it, mate. Like, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, it's definitely become a lot more, not, no, it's always been one-sided, but I feel like the age at which the expectations are coming is getting younger and younger, yeah. which is kind of scary as well. Like, I feel like you're getting people who are like fresh out of college just expecting like some serious shit and that's really worrying to me bro. thousand roses yeah yeah, yeah. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts John? John you're, you're more of a lover so I want to see what you say I had that this. I had that written down in my notes I was like oh, I'm gonna introduce myself I'll be like yeah I'm a bit of a sentimentalist Toppy thinks I'm a lover it's true um I am yes but I 
I also, I guess the way I was brought up, like I wasn't really, I don't know, I don't think like Valentine's was kind of like on my radar for quite a while. Um, I didn't kind of like, I guess I always just saw it as like just an unnecessary kind of like spending day. It just feels like buying so much random shit you're never going to use again or you're never going to buy again, just like stupid big teddy bears and all this kind of like social media stuff, right? It's just kind of like, um, kind of like created this image of what Valentine's Day should be like. Um, but on the other side of that, now that kind of like it's a day that I would celebrate, then yeah, of course, I kind of enjoy the like, um, kind of like gift giving aspect of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would preface that was gone. No, I was gonna say, did you guys ever have that thing in, in like college where when it was Valentine's Day, you can kind of like send an anonymous like gift to someone through like yeah. your form sheet or they something just, like yeah. that? Never got one. Never got yeah, one. <laughs> 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 yeah. Jeez, you have that. No, we did, we did it. You know, we did it. Our school was just sit your exams and get out of here, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe that's why I'm hella bitter because I was there for two years, fam, and everyone like did you I send. Used- no, fucking no. Well, one pound meant the world to me. Yeah, that's yeah, what they well, yeah, <laughs> No, no, no. Do you know I don't know. You know what it is with college? I just didn't. I was very, st- I was a very stingy man at college. <laughs> like I was proper. But I was, I was. I'm not gonna lie. Like I can, I, I can see it. <laughs> I was working at Waitrose. I thought I was a shit. I was like, fam, I'm buying trainers, fam. I'm not, I'm not wasting any of these peas on like shit. I don't need. But that's, fam. that's, that's, that's another thing I, I kind of, I don't really rock with when it comes to Valentine's Day. The skewness of the gift given. Like the guy, mm. the, the, the guy, the, the guy's gift has to be this like almighty, all expensive, all mm. encompassing gift. Whereas like the girl, yeah, you're savage. Oh, lingerie. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't have kind of what, thing. Puss, what pussy, pussy again? Pussy again? Oh, <laughs> like, you know, it, like you know. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's that's yeah, that's another another aspect of it. I, I don't really rock with, but you know, like yeah. I said, I still think it's cute. I mean, even dates in general, mate. John, you know me. Like, even this, even the idea of dates. Like, I'm just, I, I don't know. Maybe I just got a black heart, mate. But <laughs> the, the funniest thing, like, I always say, like, when when it was at uni, like, the like, we always knew when someone was lying about something if they said I went on a date because that's the one thing everyone knew I just didn't do. It was like, what? Someone went on a date? Like, that's never right, gonna happen. Right, so I was right. like, okay, cool. It's too off brand. <laughs> yeah, it's too off brand. It's like, no, that can't be true. <laughs> To me, it was just like, no, like I just, I just don't get it. Most, you know, unless you know, a, lot, a lot has changed since then, mm. but it's just like, yeah. I just really wasn't open to the idea of just this whole one-sided. Like, it just, I don't like when it feels very transactional. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. no, not not really a fan of that. Yeah, but um, but a lot of, I think that's why. Oh, no, go on, no, go on, you go. go. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think that's why I enjoy the gift-giving aspect of it. If it's not like the stereotypical trashy gifts you see on social media, where it's all about the like. Um, what's the word like the optics of it it's all about yeah. like how it how it seems to other people like oh I gave her all of these amazing like chocolates and roses and stuff like if it's something meaningful cool go for it it's nice mm. to to gift give Tope's saying he's not re- Tope's become a bit of a romantic I'm gonna call him out on this wow um, okay go on go on call me out Wagyu beef <laughs> Wagyu beef is what I have to say oh <laughs> I'm, I'm interested I'm interested I was even gonna ask like, what's, what's, what's you guys is like the nicest Valentine's Day you guys have celebrated if if any I'm, I'm assuming oh, okay fuck okay cool he's pulled, I had to he's say it. me out to say me out. okay cool the nicest Val- okay but the thing is the Wagyu beef thing wasn't even on a Valentine's so that doesn't so you're just, just that's just being on a normal weekend yeah just, yeah just, just just being you know what it is I like the beef as well so you know there's definitely vested interest in that <laughs> that was whatever. a Tuesday night <laughs> crazy but in terms of Valentine's the nicest thing 
um, Hakkasan. Hakkasan. Mm. I never been Hakkasan before. That mm. so I knew it was. I was <laughs> it was funny though. It was funny because she kept saying, "Oh, you're moving nuts." I was like. Why not, innit? Like, I've just never been. If people keep on talking about the shit, you know, Dave was rapping about, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm curious, innit? He piques my interest, so. I think that's a nice thing. And, yeah, bought, bought a gift after that as well. Oh, nice. What about, what about you, Jude? Me? I've, I've, honestly, I've only ever celebrated Valentine's Day um, once because I was the only time I was in a relationship. It was, it was, it was a while back. Um, and even, like, that, that kind of pressure I was talking about, it was kind of on me in the lead-up, and I was just like, Yo, got, <laughs> you don't know what I was just like oh yo gotta got do something like a grand it's my first Valentine's Day it's like the, the yeah our first Valentine's Day in a relationship and then like mm. a week before she was just like yo I don't I don't really want to do anything like we can just like be at yours with a pizza and yeah just, just feel that'll be nice and oh that's bait literally mm. literally that's yeah that's, that's, the, that's the existential pressure isn't it yeah like the fact that she didn't actually care yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it was all in my head it was yeah. all in my head yeah oh man oh, what about you John you were gonna go on to me yeah, uh i've i've never really done like a big romantic valentine's before um like to kind of like celebrated the day a little bit with like spending the day you know making some food and stuff but never yeah never the big the full monty Fair. but yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> nevertheless Just, we are we are a music podcast we are <laughs> you know some might be shocked but um yeah. to tie it all back in in terms of like growing up and like songs you could, like were there any songs that kind of about love or like Valentine's that kind of stuck out to you when you were growing up Junior hmm oh, it was it was all the heartbreak songs you know I can't lie yeah it was all the <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it was actually all the yeah. heart like the you're, you're so sick by Neo um, yes shipping Usher singing about Mario, like, yeah, Mario, yeah. love yeah. you. Um, Usher singing yeah. about, you know, what I mean, his 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 infidelities and stuff like, just all all kind of sad sad shit. Yeah, like those. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if I if I had to pick one, then maybe So Sick by New York, which is not. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, but like, yeah, like, probably probably that one. Yeah, just, yeah, I really like the video and the visuals as well. It just always it just yeah. always stuck with me. But um, but yeah, maybe maybe wasn't the best like inspiration for for love because it, <laughs> yeah. it was all a bit twisted yeah. yeah yeah i feel like a lot of them the songs kind of follow that same um formula because even, even now when you said that i was kind of thinking about because i used to be really big into rihanna back in the days like russian roulette songs like that i was like i really used to like the proper like i don't know like those like um like lady gaga bad romance mm-hmm. i used to be like mm-hmm. my shit like all these weird songs just, yeah do you know what I mean like these songs where it's just like about like shit hitting the fan and i don't know how often the good love songs got played on the on the TV. If I'm being yeah. honest, like I can't really remember. Because yeah. yeah, all yeah, it was just really just heartbreak, guys. Yeah. I think that was just kind of the era R and B was at the time when we were growing up. Definitely. I think maybe I think we kind of missed that era of like um, Joe the scene and all of that. Like that wasn't really us. So I don't think we kind of grew up with people like hardcore simping. Like it just wasn't a thing. It was more just like you're doing me wrong. <laughs> yeah. And if, it, yeah. and if it was simping, it was like, like I'm trying to get my girl back. This is the only way I can do it. I've got to go. Yeah. Sing. I've got to go sing in the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you got I remember listening like, to yeah. a lot of like John Legend. This is like mm. pre. You know, this is like what is it? Lifted and all that kind of. Yeah. When he was, yeah, he was a bad man. He was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He wasn't the family man that he no. is today. You know. Mate, I mean, he had that like. <laughs> Was it him and Kanye West back in like the two thousand five, six, seven era? Yeah. Yeah. 
Remember listening to a lot of those songs. I mean, didn't J Cole say he's, he's mm. getting more hoes than than John Legend? I mean, you know, that's a that's a big statement. Listen, <laughs> that, <laughs> John Legend will always he will always be a legend to me for ordinary people. He made, literally made a song about yes. the friend zone. He literally made a song mm-hmm. about the friend zone. That's just oh <laughs> yeah. You know what? I actually never deeped it. <laughs> I actually never deeped it. It just stood out. Oh my so gosh. Much. Just singing beautifully yeah. about the friend zone. Like, what what kind of twisted individual? Yeah. <laughs> That's Ga- that song that song is like a, a lesson in gaslighting it's, it's actually really bad yeah. when you listen back to it it's like yeah he's just convincing her that yeah oh, I'm, I'm me you're you meant to be. you know yeah yeah, yeah. Both make, he's like he's done he's done some dirt and he's like oh you know we both make mistakes you know we're just people like what can you do yeah God, yeah please. It's, that's, it's bad. that's me there's so many songs back in the day like um you realize the meaning of it when you get older. You're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh! I mean, one song that always sticks out to me is um, "Too Close" by um, Next. When that song is literally about, um, <laughs> you know, a guy just having a hard on in the club. I was like, what? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't believe it because that's I used to love that song like with all my heart when I was like three or four years old. I couldn't believe it. So she just like even saying, "Oh, you're making it hard for me," and the way they're singing it like bare soulfuls, like what? Like that song. That song came out in 2021. The amount of thought pieces that would be on Twitter right now would be immense, like, <laughs> boy. But, um, yeah, that, yeah, another question I have is, like, um, June, do you feel like the way you've kind of viewed maybe Valentine's or maybe the music or, the like, kind of love songs in general, has that kind of changed over time as you've kind of, like, grown up and matured? Um, the way, so the way I've viewed, like, music or just the way... Oh, no, no, like, just, like, like, love songs or even Valentine's or anything like that. Um, I think... I think just growing up in general, like life, like it's kind of shifted my view on like just just love in general. Let's say, um, mm. I guess I, I used to think that love was this like all encompassing feeling that that mm. will just sweep you off your feet and you'll feel it in your belly like relatively soon after mm. like meet, meeting a girl and getting to know her <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and I think mm. to I think to an extent like that is still the case, but I feel that as well as that like loving loving someone and being in love is a choice as well as yeah. as well as a feeling and by that i mean if you're not willing and able to a certain extent to do certain things for the person you claim to love i don't think you can claim to love them so like stuff yeah. like um learning how to communicate with them um compromising mm. on certain things um learning what little gestures um, or big gestures that that they love and, and they like to make them happy if the feeling you have within you is so strong, then you wouldn't mind doing all those things. But we, we don't always see that in like relationships and what people claim to be love. Um, so yeah, I guess mm. yeah, my experiences have kind of shown and shown and taught me that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I think so, something I've found really, yeah, quite interesting with like especially you know love songs, whether it be R and B, hip hop, like soul, is the way that you know as we're getting into like our twenties. Kind of like if you're having a relationship at this age, like the songs take on like a completely different meaning. Like yeah. you might be like rocking out to like Marvin Gaye when you're like 14, just like hearing it in the house or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But then when you actually like listen to it and like deep what they're saying, yeah, I think that's something that's quite cool. Mm. Like relating to those um, to those emotions, right? Um, yeah. So I was re- yeah reading a few things that are saying like obviously you know music is just like audible feelings, right? And then when you're actually able to like mm. properly relate to what they're saying, the song takes on like a whole new like experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I think when I when I listened to to Jivian's album wasn't wasn't going through, yeah, through the best know. time. Um, so yeah, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, you know, related to quite a bit of what what you were saying there. But yeah, it's like you were mm. saying, man. Um, music is like audible emotions, like it can evoke something in you, like you feel something, or it can just like accentuate what's what's already there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, just even thinking back, I feel like growing up, I can't. I don't have the same nostalgia um, for those like love songs. Like I think maybe some people do. Like I can't listen to like those. Like for example, Jodeci is a good example. I can't listen to Jodeci anymore the same way because I feel like there's a point where it's a bit too dramatic. It's like fuck you know. Like where am I playing this? Like I'm not playing this like walking or going my jog. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play this on Valentine's Day. I'm not doing that. But like. Yeah. Yeah, this like this comes a point where it just doesn't really serve a purpose anymore. It's like, no, it's too much. Like, it's not, it's not for the millennials, man. Like, I mean, all the Gen Zs, like, they're not going to look at it the same way. I understand. Yeah. But I think I definitely find more of appreciation of um, songs with songs that I guess because I'm quite a logical person. I feel like the songs that are more like realistic about rather than maybe like the trials and tribulations that can go through. So I think um, who's really good at this? Um, Ari Dent is quite good at this. Her mm. song Static. That's a really good like talk about mm-hmm. you know who needs cliche, cliche hd and stuff like that um yeah songs like that i feel like are the ones that touch me better than the ones i just like everything's going i think that's why i didn't really like touch to daniel caesar first because that guy seemed like he was just having a like a fucking great time and i was like i couldn't i couldn't, I couldn't associate with that i, I can't like, relate yeah. yeah i can't relate like he seemed like he was just having like the best sex ever i was like fucking hell like this guy's just having fun every day and it's like ah, uh, you know i can't can't associate myself with that but um it, I think yeah, but I think now like getting older, like you know, like he's just he's just expressing a feeling in it. But I think when it's too like one sided, it's like oh, it doesn't it doesn't really rub me the right way. Yeah, but I think I think and I think the way um, R and B has changed is kind of reflective of how society has changed as well. So kind of what you mm. were saying about um, Ari Lennox and realistic love, like Scissors mm. Control, for example, it's a lot about yes, like 100%. situationships mm. and infidelity and stuff like that, not just being. Mm madly and irrationally in love it's like it's more mm. reflective of the times even jasmine sullivan's album i was listening to it today mm. it was even though it's less about love and more about you know prom- <laughs> promiscuity yeah. but again it's like reflective of mm. situationships and you know mm. a girl you know being more independent and being able to you know what i mean go, go about her business which i guess wasn't as commonplace publicly back in the day anyways. yeah I mean, yeah, Scissor, Scissor went maybe a bit too far left with that <laughs> one, mate. I mean, terms, I mean, Supermodel was a wild tune, Wait. man. Like, Wait. fuck it. The way she's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, ah. I mean, I mean like, that's, that's a big strength. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great album, though. Great album. No, no, amazing. Amazing. 100%, man. Yeah. But, Something I wanted to ask you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we're talking a lot about, like, R&B. How, how do you kind of feel and how realistic do you think it is? Um, the kind of way that we think R&B represents love and like hip-hop or rap might be representing love like do you feel like there's a there's an imbalance of like R&B kind of presenting love as like this because because I've been thinking about it a lot and I feel like just the straight answer would be like oh hip-hop and rap is a lot a lot more like you know promiscuous like short transactional like sex or whatever but my, I think my opinion has changed, changes on it the more and more you kind of like delve into what R&B actually is I don't know mm. what what do no, you guys think about that I, no I get what you're saying I think I think Drake broke the paradigm man like because 
<clears throat> before Drake, the only person who really brought the two together in like a realistic way, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, it was Lauren Hill. Before that, not many people are really trying to do both seriously. It might mm-hmm. be like a like a jar rule thing where you're like, you know, you're just you're just like forlorn. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> but I think now because when when Drake came onto the scene, you have a guy who's legitimately trying to like sing like proper like R&B love songs, heartbreak songs, and he's yeah. trying to rap at the same time. So and I think a lot of hip hop artists followed suit, and there's definitely I think the lines between the two because even some of these R&B R&B beats sound like beats that rappers could rap to and that never used to be the thing before I feel like the lines between especially production wise I think the lines between the two are getting blurred and I think that's why you're seeing so many more like R&B features or rapper features no R&B features are always on hip hop but you're seeing way more rapper features on R&B albums mm-hmm. than you've ever seen before because I think that's, yeah, I think the, the the ideology of both genres are kind of becoming one in a sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I agree. I agree with that as well. I think that the lines are getting definitely getting blurred. Um, I was just thinking. I, I think I was listening to some of Lil Baby's album today, and even mm. someone like that. I guess someone who's predominantly you know like a, a rapper, trap rapper. Um, back mm. back in back in the day, a rapper like that wouldn't have really maybe delved into the sort of sonically sounding a bit mm. R and B or making or having like love songs in his project, but. In Lil Baby's yeah. project, he's got that like, emotionally scarred. Um, the tr- the tune from um, Queen and Slim, Catch the Sun. I, mm, I, yeah. I don't think you would have seen as much of that back in the day from like somebody who's like just a rapper about rapping about you know like getting money, you know, all of that that kind of stuff. So yeah, like, yeah, no, no, hundred percent agree. Yeah, agree. Yeah, agree like, there, it, man, but the lines are, are definitely getting blurred. Like it's all becoming kind of becoming one. Yeah, like even Twenty One Savage with um. Was it his album? I am better. I was when you saw that song. Bore about you when you saw about Amber Rose. Yeah, and it's like you would, especially someone like Twenty One Savage. We all know, you know, the type of demographic he fits into. That would have never even occurred. Like maybe even ten, ten years ago. Yeah, that would have never happened. It was. It would just not be a thing. Like, I mean, you have rappers like Ti who just wouldn't do that. But now it's like, yes, yeah, like you kind of expect that. I mean, now you got people who are like are very much in the middle, like. I don't I, I don't know what to call Roddy Rich sometimes. Mm. Like he yeah, he he kinda raps but he kinda sings. Like it's like wh- which one is it? Like and he has songs where he's proper belting it out like war baby and he has songs where he's proper rapping like start with me. It's like yeah, do you know what I mean where's it going? But I, feel, I, I don't know, I feel like it's that thug love, isn't it? It's like yeah. you know, they drop like a thug tear for like the girl that got away instead of like I'll be asked that proper delve into the emotion. I think rappers are just realising like it's it's very commercially viable to delve into that mm. into that sound. Whereas before it might have been a thing of ah oh, like this rapper's like he's a soft ass guy, like he's this, he's that, but now it's like, nah, mm. like I'm appealing to like the, the ladies here as well. Like I'm trying to yeah. trying to do this so I can sell sell more records and make it sound good at mm. the same time. Mm. And then there's obviously the issue with that when they just kind of have one kind of song for the girls at the end. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What's the point in that? Yeah. What's the point in that? <laughs> um but yeah, it's interesting kind of looking back and thinking about certain rappers that not even just kind of like the romantic love, but like proper serious rappers who've released a song where they're kind of just talking about love. Obviously, you know, Kanye West, Hey Mama is a yeah. good example. You had Two Back, obviously, with Dear Mama. Um, yeah, it's interesting kind of looking back and, and seeing these like bits here and there that kind of yeah deviate probably from from the narrative of their of their albums um but do, do you think like 
yeah, do you think most people that are kind of focused on rap as opposed to focused on R&B might have kind of a different notion of, of like romance or love depending on the genre? Because this, this is kind of what I was trying to get out earlier with the question. Um, no, 100%. I just think, I think, oh, I think rappers see it in a way where it's like, yeah, you broke my heart, but I'm still going to be out here though. Where it's like, that's the thing. I mean, that's the way they, uh, bro, they take it. It's like, it's never just a thing of, oh, there's no, there's no rapper I've heard where it's like, oh, you done me wrong. I'm shattered and I don't know what to do. That's never how the conclusion ends of a rap song that kind of talks mm-hmm. about that. Whereas in R&B songs, it kind of delves into that. Whereas, yeah, rappers, again, we're speaking mainly male rappers, even female rappers who are talking about like Rhapsody as well. It's never just ends where it's like, it's kind of like, yeah, like you, you did that, but you the know. The Heartbreak album. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like you, you did that, but I'm easy. Like, I'm just going to keep doing my thing like I'm gonna act like it doesn't bother me like I feel like there's still that I think that just comes from hip hop in general because it's it's quite um, competitive and aggressive you know what I mean so there's only, ha- there's only there's a certain limit even Drake kind of became more like aggressive over time and became more I guess sluggish in the throat it's like he's not he's not fawn- I mean Jaded is pretty bad but like apart from that like he's not proper like losing it over a girl the way he used to like so far gone so I think even that, like, it's kind of like you know, changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. There's there there is only a certain level of vulnerability that yeah, no, <laughs> a rapper you know will, will show. In the track. Yeah, I think as well, it, it can be kind of hard to gauge because a lot of these rappers they're like in relationships. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, what what they're what they're yeah. rapping about might be like past experiences of girls who they mm. might not really feel anything for anymore. Um, mm. So yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it is kind of hard to gauge. Um, the difference. Yeah, that reminds me of something Tope said a few weeks ago, which was like, "How hard would it be being in a relationship with an R and B singer? Because they are always singing about some guy <laughs> oh, yeah. that broke their heart, or like vice versa." You'd be like, "Who's this? What's going on? What are you oh, singing about man. breaking your heart? You can't get over it. You can't tell. You can't tell. You, know, him, that, you can't tell him to yeah. stop. That's how he earns his living. No, I'll tell him to stop. I'll be like, "Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna need you to log off because yeah. what's going on, like." Bro, when you, you, know when you come home, is? stop singing. Yeah, <laughs> like, cause like some like I'm thinking of some of like the the most potent songs, right? Like, um, okay, let's say you're dating. Oh, who's a good one? Let's say you're dating like Snow Allegra, right? The mm-hmm. album title is already called "Oh Those Feels Again." Who, feelings about what? You're happy, like what are you talking about? Like, do you know that would just I couldn't hack that. Like, you have to maybe put it on an EP or something. Like, that can't be your album, man. Sorry. Like that's like, that's too mad. Like nah. you're actually like in a love relationship. Do you know? Do, do you know what? It might might make you feel better. It might feel like yeah, you know what? He hurt you this much. You're definitely not gonna leave me and go go back to him. Like <laughs> you, you've laid your pain out so much. Like no, nah, you're, you're staying. I, I feel good. You're staying. <laughs> it's true, but oh man, I don't know. The side out would be real. Though. Yeah, yeah, no, the side yeah. out would be super real. Like yeah, yeah she's like oh, I can't you know. I really want you to like get involved in my work, babe. Like I want, I want you to, you know, really experience what I do on a day-to-day basis. And it's like you're just going there, and she's like, you know, just talking about keeping. I don't know, saying some random shit like, you know, I kept the dog. You're never gonna see him again. Oh, what's it called? You're, 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 you're losing out. And I'm not talking about the family they never had. I'm like, fucking bro. You mean like, it's just bad. Like I don't know, the imagery is just too wild to me. Like, like rappers is like, you know what? Oh, rappers chat a lot of shit. I don't think rapper, I don't think R&B artists lie the same way. Mm. I feel like 
it's straight facts with them, man. Mm. Like, so, no, oh, nah, yeah. could hack that, man. But even for, even forget the album, like the the if I snow Allegra's boyfriend, the video of Michael B. Jordan. Don't, don't know. Oof, oh, man, <laughs> that yeah. was a video. That was a video. <laughs> that was a that was a serious video. Like, oh, especially yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Eh? Like, you, 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 oh, you can't even be like, oh. She's not, she's not even gonna say something like, oh, he's not even that nice in person. She's gonna, be like, oh, she's gonna come home from the buddy video shoot. He's gonna, oh, how was it? It's like, oh, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, no, you know I girls wanna lie. Like, when it was good, it's like, oh, yeah, it was okay. It's like, fuck it, I was Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, I mean, seeing the video just looking deep into her eyes, like, oh, no, man, I couldn't do that, man. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, man. But yeah, um, we thought, you know, you know, since it's Valentine's and. You know, we are the vinyl collective. You know, we're meant to be kind of like aficionados of of music, aren't we, John? We thought, you know, we are. We curated yeah, like a little mini <laughs> Valentine's playlist for you guys to use for you know whatever experience it could be. You know, cooking with the loved one. It could be whatever. You know, whatever you want to do with it. It, it should it should fit most purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so before the episode, we you know we each came up with like about five songs. We thought mm-hmm. you know we'll slap on. I definitely want to hear some context behind some of these, especially if I haven't heard them. I think from what Junior said, we're definitely going to get some give on in this. I, I, can, I can definitely Ooh. tell, or 100%. But um, yeah, I don't know what I'm getting from you, John. But um, yeah, let's start with you. What, what, what are your like five songs that you want to put in this playlist? Just a quick note, it will be on Spotify. I'll put the link in the episode description so you guys can enjoy it. At your oh, we start with Junior. Ping on the guest first. Yeah, oh yeah, cool. That's how so, yeah, yeah, come on. Okay. I don't want to go first. Cool. cool. <laughs> right. Uh, five songs. So first song, um, I'll put on Coffee by Miguel. Um, okay. Ju- just because mm. that's okay. probably my favorite like R and B like love song. Just it just sounds so so mm. good. Right. And mm. yeah, what I was saying about love being like an all encompassing feeling that suits you off your feet gets that across perfectly in the song. Um, yeah, even mm. though the, the music video to this kind of comes like a softcore porn video, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one. Um, next one, I will put on uh, Rosa Mo by Lucky Day. Um, okay, oh, by Lucky Day. Yeah, big tune, big tune. Um, seen him live as well, went to see him live before the whole world. Oh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, 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 it's good, man. Good. How's that? Yeah, good, good. I uh, came with a live band, which I think always helps performances. Um, yeah, 100%. And yeah, and like, even uh, before he performed the song, he literally said, oh, um, before I dropped this song, I, I was going to drop this song and quit music completely, but then dropped it Damn. and it took off and, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's doing well, so, and yeah, that's I think stuff much. like that is it's mm-hmm. really dope. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my second song. Third song, um, Brown by Cal Dion. Um, he's, he's, he's a bit of a, yeah, like, underground not not so well known um mm. but yeah i think i think again kind of kind of similar to coffee kind of kind of makes like love kind of you know seem seem mm. like a, a really really great feeling but it's a bit it's, it's a bit more bouncy um as well mm. which i like um then fourth song uh world recreated by jivion um God. yeah <laughs> The, yeah, don't 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 know if I need to give, give much context, you know. Yeah. Gave, gave a little, you know, su- something about the album before, but yeah, again, um, Jivian's very very dope. Um, I think this is a really nice song as well. Um, yeah, and then the last song, um, gone a bit mainstream here. Um, I'll put "I Ain't Trying" by Chris Brown and Young Thug, um, off the okay. off the the album that they put out, which I thought was really good and. 
To be honest, I think this, this was the best song on the album, actually. I think it was better than Go Crazy. Oof, damn, yeah. bold statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bold statement. Nah, but I, it might be a personal <laughs> preference thing. But um, yeah. I mean, I understand why Go Crazy kind of did did what it did because yeah. it was the more commercial sounding tune. Um, but yeah, and, and, I, and I think it's, it's always nice to have like, a bit more up-tempo, upbeat songs um, on any playlist. Yeah. But yeah, goes yeah. on my five. Yeah, I mean, shout out to you to listen to Chris Brown in 2020. So that's, that's a feat, but nobody people are doing that. So, yeah, shout out to you. Are you um, not a fan? John, uh, oh, <clears throat> no, man. I can't. Like, no, no, 2020. Like, you know what it is with Chris Brown? Because he's one of those guys who've kind of seen him from day one, mm. innit? We've seen it. Like, we've seen his whole, like, come up, seen his prime. And I think when he kind of came back from the whole Rihanna stuff and became kind of not fuggish but just kind of a bit more like you know um he kind of did more crossover work he like before he was like a purist like a full rb artist and he became a bit more crossover so i worked with tiger i feel like oh mm-hmm. i just wasn't it was just wasn't taken to me i think the last album i proper listened to was royalty right, that okay. was a while yeah, ago do you know what i mean i think and then i think the next pro- i think the project got got too long after yeah no like, oh, i can't do this like yeah, yeah do you know what i mean and like, my attention fan is already in the gar so i let i you know what i let the, the chris brown fans just like tell me what the best songs are and then i'll i'll, I'll pick those up but in terms of like a full project like what's up like john hates this shit all the time he always picks it out john is not a fan like was there not like a deluxe version to the um other album <laughs> are you saying like, this because i tweeted about it last week yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i think i'm the deluxe version for an album that already has like 30 yeah, tracks. It's a bit manic, like that's like kind of going through like Jumanji and trying to find like the Oasis. Like that's just too many songs to go through. Like there's gonna be like five good songs. Oh, okay, maybe not five, maybe like ten, and you have to go through like twenty bad ones. That's a lot of time, mate. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Not definitely. For me, but... No, I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't really. The long projects are, are not for me, but this was uh, the one he mm. did with Young Fog was about I don't know. Yeah, songs. It's quite quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair. Cool. John, Good variety we've got. So, um, right, let's see here. Okay, first first song we're going for is um, Ribbon in the Sky, Stevie Wonder. Okay, wow, old timer. Yeah, old timer. Yeah, it just feels like a, you've got to have a couple of those like candlelit dinner songs in there. That's it. That's one Maybe of them. I mean, I mean, I'm home alone this, this uh, Valentine's, but. Fair. Uh, second song is Altadena by Kelala. I never heard it this person. It's a good song. You will hear it on our playlist. Okay. Um, third song is my all. I don't know if people know this actually. My all-time favorite singer, who I just think has probably the most perfect voice, is Donny Hathaway. Okay. Um, nice. his song "Make It On Your Own." Um, yeah. I just yeah. I just think some of his songs are. Yeah, just incredible. My my favorite song is um, uh, "Someday We'll All Be Free." Um, but yeah, he just has a lot of songs that like, yeah, just hit me, get me a little bit emotional. So yeah, this this is this is one of them. Make it on your own. Um, I had to put a D'Angelo song in there. Um, of course, yeah, Six Hat will love you for that one. He will. Yeah, I know Toffee is a bit hit hit and miss with uh, with D'Angelo, but um, this song is called. Jones in my bones, and it's exactly what it what it says. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, song number four, Erica Badu. Oh, uh, other yes. other other side of the game. 
Damn, um, that's your Valentine's song. What the fuck? <laughs> Just to give context. No, I'm going to give context for that song. So is that not about like... Um, Don't do this to me. Dating a guy who's like dealing hella drugs. Like, that's a mad song. So what, what, if, what if her man traps, John? Like, you're just bringing up, an, you're, you're touching on a sore spot. Like, it might, was, it might be the wake up call she needs. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, it's, true. it's true, it's true. The, the song is like, she's, what is she's expected to be with her husband. Yeah. And then she feels she's got to like, stay with him or something. Yeah, because it's got a complex occupation. Fucking <laughs> So I think the first song I'm gonna go with is um, "Cyanide" by Daniel Caesar. Love that song. I know people are, I know people are fans of him because of some stuff he said, but that guy still makes banging music. So um, does, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that he is he is a talent, man. Can't wait for him to like, I can't wait for him to get the fans back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only a matter of time, it's, man. It's only a matter of time. It's weird. It, it seems like he's one of the only ones where his cancelling is actually stuck. I, I, literally, I literally, it's been what three years? Yeah, two years. Yeah. It's been a while. Wow. Because Daniel Caesar had like, like, obviously this is like his debut project. I don't, I don't think he had a project before this. He was like kidding. He still got like eight million listeners on Spotify, but then his second album got like, I think it was like three thousand sales first week. That is immense. Yeah. Like, do you know, like that is seriously cancelled. Like, yeah. whew, I mean, people don't like. You know what it is? I think sometimes the cancelling is also dependent on how much they don't like someone else that's involved. Yeah. And obviously, people do not like Yes Jules, yeah. like, at all. So, like, yeah, he, he chose the wrong one, man. I feel sorry for him, because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you ask him now, was it worth it? He'll be like, fuck no, mate. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's what it is. But, um, yeah, side eyes. I still listen to that album, so. he's Yeah, he's good. Um surprise enough Janae Pussy Fairy on the way I think John you know how much I like this song this song's a banger like it's just a banger can't go wrong with this one um I actually also have an Erica Badu song on here um I knew it yeah but I might switch it out I might switch it out but then no I can't even switch it out because the other song I have also has D'Angelo so I can't even switch it out so if I don't think I'm gonna hate it great so minds think alike here wow yeah, cool. I'm gonna put. Actually, no, I will because not. Yeah, I'm gonna put "Nothing Even Matters" by Lauren Hill and D'Angelo. I'll swap that out so we have a bit more variation. That is a good song. I do like that song. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's not singing behind like some sort of, you know. Stop it! Stop tunes. it! <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that's no. That it just doesn't touch me, man. It's just very mm. weird, man. I'm not a fan of it. Um, Junior, where, before you carry on, Junior, where do you, where do you stand on D'Angelo? Um, I I like him, like. I, I guess, like I said, I wasn't like, do you know what I mean? Back in the day, really mm, well versed, yeah, yeah. well versed in that. But when I've like gone back and, and listened, like it's a, it's a, it's a good vibe. Mm. Like I can always like chill, chill and listen to the music. He's a, I think he's a talented singer as well. So mm. yeah, I, I got, yeah. But I got no problems with him. I, I, See, John, he's just he's just all right. He's all right. He's all right. He didn't say that, Tox. He didn't say that. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to instigate. You know, you know, I'm I'm a fan. Carry on. No, it is. I am a fan, but I think people give him that like 
goat status, isn't it? Like he's like Joran, he he's definitely influential on in it, but I think the way people are hyping up voodoo to me, I thought I was in for like something yeah. serious. And I listened to it, it's like it's decent. There's some songs I'm definitely like, okay, it's just a banger, like Spanish joint and stuff like that. It's like a it's a good song, but do you know what it is? I think what messed me up was because my first introduction to D'Angelo was um it's twenty fifteen. Yeah, Black Messiah, twenty the twenty fifteen mm. record. And I was not feeling that after like the first two songs. Like, you hate the mixing not... on it, right? That's oh no, I didn't about. like it either. Yeah, like mm-mm. so then I think when I because I thought okay maybe in nineteen ninety wasn't doing that shit. It's like no, he's doing that same shit. We're talking like the guy. You know, the guy can actually sing. I don't know why he's doing all of that. Like for me, it's just like mm-mm, doesn't really. But then I, I'm very much a words guy. I like to know what the fuck you're saying. So when I can't really gauge yeah. it, it really stresses me out. Yeah. So I think that's what it is with D'Angelo. But he does make good music, but he's not a goat say it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it, John. Um, how many songs do I have that? Did I put three down? That was three. Okay, cool. Um, my fourth one will be Ari Lennox Up Late. Yeah, I think it fits. I think it fits for Valentine's. Um, and I think my last one I was I was a bit torn. I'm gonna put "Sweeter Man" by Drake. Ooh. That song, that song slept. Yeah, see, yeah, he knows, he knows. Yes. I pulled, I pulled a cat out of the bag. Yes. That's a SoundCloud joint. Yes. That is a banger. So hopefully we can get that. On I, was, I was just about to ask, how are you gonna get a yeah. <laughs> But if not, just tag or put in the description. "Sweeter Man" is also meant to be here because that song is. That's Do you know how mad I was so, when he um he dropped uh, what was it? I dropped "Care Package" and "Sweeter Man" wasn't on there. Oh, yeah, oh man. man, same. I was stressed because oh, oh, like honestly, like that's one of the few. You know, there's a few songs you you like. You still have SoundCloud on your phone yeah. for. And that's one of those yeah, songs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. gosh, like that. Yeah, that that should have definitely been on um Care Package no, for sure. Like, 100%. that's one of his best songs. Yeah, especially singing yeah. Drake. Yeah. But yeah, um, but if not that, but you're going. Sorry, I'd, I'd like to swap out one of my songs actually. Just uh, right, go just, on. yeah, <laughs> go on. So, um, make the substitution. I think I think I think you've con- convinced me, Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Brown, no, it's just a banging song. I can't lie. Oh it, no, don't 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 let Toffee nah, do that. No, no, come on. Yeah, it's his free will, John. Don't don't be a hater. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I, I I feel like I didn't put any um like UK music on there, and I think the UK R&B oh, okay, scene is 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 decent. I think it could be could be better but you know there's there's some songs fair fair yeah there's, fair. there's, there's some there's some songs i really, really rock with so i'd like to put in um stay for a while by jay warner i don't know if you guys have heard okay. it um but it's yeah it's, it's a really really good song um his vocal performance is very like powerful on there like he's like he proper mm. like dominates the track um in a, in, in a you know i mean in a, in a yeah no fair. so yeah I'll, I'll put that on there okay Okay, cool. But, yeah. but um, okay. as as you guys are, you know, the, the music heads, I, I, I'd like to see what you lot think of, of the songs that you haven't heard that I've put on there. No, hundred. Yeah, no, I'm I, looking I forward get, to the J one one. Yeah, yeah. That's I thing about that. UK R and B. Like, when it comes to UK R and B, like I haven't even given my fifth song, but I will. But um, my standards are really high because the singers in the UK, especially from this country, like I've, I've said it a hundred times, like the talent pool is nuts. Mm. Like, if you think of the best singers for that, that are from the UK, like. It's no joke. Yeah. Like, it's what I mean, that's yeah. they, they're not anybody's mate. So it's like, you can't, for me, you can't be an all right R&B singer. Mm. Like, you're just going to get lost in the power. You have to be like, sick. Elite, like, you have to be yeah. like, yeah, you have to be like a lead. Do you know what I mean? So, who, who, but who yeah, are some Finch. of your favorite singers from the UK? Oh, okay. So we have Leanna Havis, mm-hmm. definitely number one. Nao, Nao's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Nao's fantastic. Um, someone I recently got more into Rina Sawayama she is immense like she's so good she's really sick 
No, no, she's not. She's quite relatively like new to the scene. So she's like a Asian singer from London. She's like, don't wrong. Like she's not. Her, not all her songs are like R and B based, but her voice just in general is like really, really strong. Mm. Um, FKA for me. Yeah, FK Twigs. Oh, how can mm. I forget FK Twigs, mate? Yeah. Album Damn, of the year, yeah. twenty nineteen. Yeah, like FK Twigs. Like I know her sounds a bit like off kilter but it's still in the in the realms of r&b it's just a bit you mm. know experimental but yeah her voice and her voice amazing. when she wants to like when she just yeah. releases it you're like wow it's like almost opera like opera yeah literally like it's yeah stuff, stuff like that it's like wow like i can't believe that that's the, the talent we're kind of dealing with there's um there's another singer from west london i think i talked to you about john we might have on a spotlight series um hope tala she's really good mm. Um, there's another singer, Bella, that's come out. She just she had a song with TSB not too long ago. Um, she's really good. Like, but yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to put her in that league. But it's like she's a she's a good yeah. singer. I think she's coming up. So yeah, those are like just a few I can name off the top of my head. Like compared to like the best rappers I'm thinking about in the UK, it's like it's 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 not close in my eyes. But yeah, there's a huge disparity there. But um, wait, is that did I get five? I did give five. No, I did you give did. five. No, you're right. Yeah. I did give five. You're that, trying that to slip another one in. That's no, five. no, no, that's, that's my five. That is my five. What are we calling this playlist? <laughs> I think have we got to name it after the little the little phrase you came up with the other day, no? Oh, what? If music be the food of love. All right, cool. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> if Gino endorses it, I'm going yeah, to cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Say no more. That. Alright, cool. That will be our playlist. Then. So again, yeah, you can find that on um, Spotify. I don't know how Apple Music works. I haven't used that shit in years. But if we can create that playlist, I would. I wouldn't mind. But yeah, so we'll, we'll have that. We'll have that. Please. We'll have if that you're an Apple Music switch to Spotify. Stop being childish. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. This is not an ad, by the no, way. No, no, this no. is just common sense. It's just. It's just common sense. But at the same like, time, forty percent of the listeners still on Apple Music. And forty percent of our listeners thing, are a bit slow. Thing. Sorry, no, I love you guys, but come on, like, I mean, come on, like, there's, there's no upside to Apple Music at this point. Like, the oh, I remember having the reason I switched to Spotify is because Apple Music wouldn't give me my like my free subscription when you first sign up. I was like, fuck this, then. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna pay when I don't need to. So now I switched to Spotify, and I was like, damn, I'm never going back then. Fuck it. Like, it was, yeah, it was just meant to be like a like a stint, and it just stuck. Like. Just the playlist, just the, just off the strength of the playlist. I don't know what you're doing. With. Absolutely. That, that I have little, a friend. I have a friend yeah. who came over from Google last year. She was yeah. still using Google Music. Was it called Google? Google Music, Google Streaming. That that that, that just sounds like duress. Yeah. Man. Like that doesn't sound like anything that like they want to do. Like yeah. <laughs> no one willingly uses like Google for any sort of like digital streaming mate, or whatever. But Apple Music. Seen the light. Like, yeah, like that little cute little infographic that they tried to do. Even then, it's like they're still like two, three years behind. Like, which I mean. But if Apple did sponsor us, then they suddenly become like the best streaming platform in the world. It's funny how that turns out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyways, anyways, anything else you want to comment on, John? Before we close out, I don't think so. I think that's a good note to to end that on. But. <laughs> Talking of playlists, we have quite a few. Another one that we have is Now and Then, um, yes, Now and Then yes. playlist, where we kind of have a song from each of us. It's a bit of a throwback, and then one that's kind of been released in the last year or so. Um, yeah. I'll go first to give you guys time to think. Um, so my Now song is it's released last year. Uh, it's called Cutlass Cathedrals, um, and it's by Currency and Harry Fraud. Okay, they had okay. like a, a project together last year. 
Um, and yeah, the sample in the song is is brilliant. Um, it's from from a trio called um, the Sacred Souls, um, and I think they're from San Diego, but they're like proper like southern like kind of soul. It's yeah, it's some some good music. Uh, my then song is going to be where have I got it here? Yeah, because I talked about it earlier. Tupac, Dear Mama. That's my throwback. Okay. Toppy looks like he's still thinking. Let's go, Junior. Cool. No, I'm just I'm listening. I'm listening. Give, give us your two songs. Cool. Um, so my now song um, kind of came out two years ago, um, but still, still, still put on there. So it's an artist called Larry June. Um, he's got a song called Dear John. So he's like a um, like a West Coast like from San Francisco yeah I think it's from the Bay Area San Francisco type, type mm-hmm. rapper um, funny you mentioned um, uh, Harry Ford actually I think he's got a project out with Harry Ford um, he's like a like quite a volume artist he's got so much music out but he's got quite, quite a bit of good music um, so yeah Dear John is the now song and then the then song um, True Love by Not Kid by One Below um, okay yeah so mm. he's he's someone I only re- like came across like two years ago literally one of my work colleagues was like yo you should listen to this guy he's, he's good and then I listened to him and I found out he came out in like the, the 2000s I'm like whoa why have I Damn. never heard of this guy before he's like a boom bang mm. rapper who's like mad, mad talented um, right, really mm. and, yeah I guess it's in line with Valentine's Day being, being this week as well so yeah by one below alright cool um, my I'm going to talk about Ven's song my then song is going to be, I was listening to this the other day, um, gosh, You and Me by Disclosure and Eliza Doolittle. Banger. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, John's impressed with it. Yeah, no, Disclosure's banging. Obviously, Settle, classic, come on, you know, no, no disruption there. Um, my Now song, uh, you know, let's keep it Valentine's themed, innit? Why not? Let me give them the one. I'm going to give them Cleo's Soul, Young Love. I like that. I do like that record. So yeah, I'll the give, record I'll give, I'll give the record does grow on me. The more and more I listen to it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, not out of the year though. I think something went too far left, but no, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think, but then you know, I think definitely for another episode, I think people because R&B albums by nature are nice to listen to. I don't think people rate them fairly because you know what's a shit R&B song? It's hard to sell, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, so, yeah. I mean, I feel like I could name a few, but yeah. What's his first name? Chris, John. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not hating that much. Come on, it was one tweet. It was one uh, tweet. Say no more. Say no more. It's Chris Brown again. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know it was that strong. It's Tough face playing out. <laughs> but yeah, again, you know, you can find that playlist on Spotify. Um, you can find us on social media we are vinyl collective pod on instagram tvc pod on twitter the vinyl collective on facebook we're not on soundcloud yet bear with us it's gonna take some time we're We're on youtube though we are on youtube at the vinyl collective um that's really it um but we also have junior with us so why don't you shout out your socials yeah so um if you want to find me on twitter that's junior underscore ev underscore um gonna find my podcast on twitter the untitled podcast so it's the untitled pod underscore um on twitter um on instagram we are unbreakable ent um so that's unbreakable the a before the e because that's how we do things over there um ent <laughs> um so that's our umbrella company which is 
yeah, which is where we run our Instagram often. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, be sure to follow the Untitled Podcast on Spotify, of course. But um, yeah, be sure to follow them. Fucking hilarious podcast. Before, and um, you also got your own playlist as well that you started recently. Yeah. So, um, so uh, we had we had like a 2020 wrap up playlist. Um, mm. So we all kind of got together and threw about 40 songs on there. Mm. Um, they let me have mm. most of the songs, which was just nice of them. Just nice of them. And then we're also um, I'm putting out uh, a song of the week every Monday. Um, which yeah. you can find that on our Twitter page on our Instagram page when there's enough when enough weeks have gone by I'll slap it all into a playlist um, but yeah there's, right. there's, con- there's content there for everyone alright cool send them all well, awesome. we'll see you next week yeah thanks for coming along thanks, thanks for having cool. me guys honestly it's great it's great no great worries time. man great to be here. catch you guys next time